Hi, this is Nathan. Welcome to the Wadfam Choctaw. Oh, hi there. Welcome to the pod. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but most folks around here just call me Dylan. Why don't you get the whole family together and join us for another exciting episode of the Wadfam Chalk Pod. Fam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we're here talking about episode 203, Double Trouble. The one main staple of your life that hasn't been turned upside down. The Wadfam Chalkpod. Yes. When you are laying in bed at night and you wonder where is the world going, just know that the Chalkpod will be there. <laughs> Whatever you say, Andrew. <laughs> Who knows if we'll be here? We're here currently, and that's something. I definitely don't have a health disease that will make me way more susceptible to the virus. Thanks for making things real, buddy. Yeah, this could be fun. Coming to you live from a hospital room. <laughs> well, I can make it happen. I know. What a world we live in. Um. So, uh... This episode could not be further from uh, what we are currently experiencing. So yeah. that's fun. Yeah, um, nice distraction. It's uh, it's written and directed by Mr. Paul McCusker. Mm-hmm. It first aired August 29th of 1992, putting it over a year after A Wrathbone of Contention. Mm-hmm. Thank um, God. It's episode three on album 15, A Place of Wonder. Yeah, this is an episode that I've listened to many times uh like i have a lot of memories listening to this one i think i had it i don't know exactly how how i heard it so many times because i don't think i had it on cd i think i may have had it on cassette do we have any new actors this episode uh no not really okay um but we've got new people in different or old people in new roles okay because we've got earl bowen here as edwin blackard Mm -hmm. um we've got Phil Waller as Dale Jacobs. Okay. Um, Who's Shakespeare? Uh, Shakespeare is Corey Burton. Okay. That makes sense. Crying Brian Brian <laughs> He's playing Shakespeare. Uh, Miss Minion, who is the secretary mm-hmm. for uh, for Edwin and Shakespeare, is yeah. uh, voiced by Elizabeth McCusker, oh. who I assume is, is related to Paul, but the wiki does not specify. Interesting. Um, and then we've got Donald Long as Jack Davis, Jenny Paul yeah. as Lucy Schultz. Yeah. Pretty so. standard. Uh, I think we rolled a promo now, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're down to roll the promo, I'm, then I'm ready. Is... I'm loose. Andrew's loose, guys. 
Coming up on Adventures in Odyssey. Presenting the renowned actor of this or any other age. Shakespeare? Mr. R.E. Blackard. Blackard would dare come back to Odyssey after all he did. Alas, poor That was beautiful. It's a drama you won't want to miss. Thank you. On the next Adventure in Odyssey. What a long outro. Yes, sir. I looked down at the promo and it had like another like third of it left and they were already winding it down. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, no, that's, that's what happens with every promo, buddy. Not all of them, though. Sometimes they, they fit the timestamp better. Barely ever. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so basically, if you haven't gathered already, uh, this whole episode is basically based around the idea that... Uh, R.E. Blackard is back <laughs> in town. Thing. Um, Stupidest thing. And so the basically the episode begins with Lucy um, showing up to the Harlequin Dinner Theater to interview it because it's a, it's a new business. Well, so point, or it's under new ownership. She goes to interview Mr. Flynn, who yeah. is selling the theater. Yeah, shows up and Shakespeare reveals that. The theater has already been sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Flynn is in Florida. But if she wants to interview the new owner, mm-hmm. come right this way. Yeah. And then she is uh, introduced to Blackard, which she Shakespeare. The Shakespeare and Blackard dynamic is special. Like, yes. he's basically Igor, kind of. Oh, see, you want Igor. I was going to say he's Lafau. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's the Lafayette to the Gaston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. I definitely, definitely feel that. I'm he. Yeah, okay. I, th- I, I think you're more right. I think that that's definitely more accurate. Where he just kind of like talks him up and stuff like that. But uh, Igor, he definitely like does his bidding pretty much. I yeah, think. yeah. I think I think the difference is that with Gaston and Lafayette, Lafayette is a fool, mm-hmm. and Gaston's a jerk. Yeah. In this, Shakespeare's not really a fool. No. In some ways, Blackard's the fool. Yeah. Like, Edwin's maybe the worst of the two, but... No, he's definitely the most... But I don't know. I don't understand what Shakespeare's motivations are. No. No. Maybe he's, like, eternally indebted to him or something like that. Maybe. I thought that maybe they were lovers. (laughs) I I have that in my notes. (laughs) Because he says, he calls him his companion, and I'm like, man, that's that's awfully close to homosexual Adventures in Odyssey. <laughs> I am no, no, surprised. It's, it's Doctor Who. They're just doing a Doctor Who thing. It's a companion situation. Okay. It's very British. Very British of you. How European of you focus on the family. <laughs> well done. Um, so, so but, yeah. It, Shakespeare insists upon referring to him as R.E. Blackard throughout mm-hmm. this episode just so we can keep it up in the air yeah. about whether or not he's actually Regis. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, he isn't. Mm-hmm. Double spoiler, he will never again be referred to as R.E. Blackard. Yeah. It was just for this, so this episode could kind of have a reveal. Yeah. And I'm curious... About the people who are listening through this their first time. Yeah. If any of you people have not 
listen like had not listened to Odyssey up to this point and we're listening to this what is like what is your impression of what's happening here mm-hmm. because for me I'm like why is it taking so long for them to like why are they holding out so long on this reveal that it's Edwin like we yeah. get it yeah um but maybe if you're listening for the first time it's like whoa Edwin yeah Okay. I, th- I thought for sure this R.E. Blackard was Regis because he's been referred to as R.E. in the past. Like, why not just have them call him Edwin and everyone still think that mm-hmm. this is some plot? Yeah. Because the name doesn't matter. No, as long as the last name's Blackard, it really right. doesn't matter. And, and presumably he looked, they look well, similar. I was going to say, and he looks exactly like Blackard. They're twins. This so, is like, literally the evil twin bit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's the good twin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Blackard's the evil twin. This he's, is the, he's the hooded Kermit in this situation. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I Making have, it relatable for the kids. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen no Muppets. Oh. You, you don't know, like, the hooded Kermit meme? Where there's, like, Kermit and then mm-hmm. looking at Kermit with a hood on? You never... Wow. I'm sorry. Well, that was for the squad, then. They, they, they understand. <laughs> okay. But... But yeah, the so Lucy runs away screaming, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. is great. I mean, she's a she's a child. Like it definitely makes sense for that to be her reaction. Oh, absolutely, especially considering how traumatic Blackard stuff is. Well, and her being like, because he intro- he gets introduced and she freaks out and leaves and like, does she say like, why don't you call me? That's Lucy later. Her? Oh, that's later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. He's basically, I mean, obviously he doesn't know everything that happened, so he's being, like, very friendly, and she's yes. like, ah! Right, and his friendliness is creepy. Yeah. A member like, of the press. Yes, like, that's definitely how she's interpreting it, at least. As much of a trope as Blackard is, or uh, I suppose Edwin Blackard is, I, I really like him as a character. I think he's funny. <laughs> I enjoy, and the dynamic between him and Shakespeare, I think, is actually yeah. very funny oh yeah going forward we are he is only going to be called edwin yeah, yeah yeah let's make this very clear yeah blackard is way too loaded yep um and it's edwin it's um, edwin it's edwin we're uh, doing it more for him than we are for us you know yeah so, so lucy shows up at wit's end and connie's like ah you look like you've just seen a and as and then lucy walks past so connie doesn't have to say ghost on a focus on the family production yeah that's not real. Um, but I do like it because she kind of has. Yeah, um, yeah. Even though he's not dead. Yeah. But, um, imagine how much more impactful this would be if Blackard was dead. Why are you staring at me like that? That was a joke, right? Yes. Okay, so I can laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So... So it's Lucy, and then it's Wit and Connie at Wit's End, and yep. they're talking about basically Blackard being back in town. Yeah, Lucy kind of fills them in. And then Connie is the worst. Yep. This she... is a terrible Connie episode. So bad. Even oh. with the voice of reason with Wit being there, like, she Connie's just... Connie's horrible. It's not a great Lucy episode. Uh. It's... She's better than Connie. She is. She is. It's but a the good writing episode, though. It is. I just have an issue. The writing of both female characters is 
fairly poor. Yeah. And that's yeah. really annoying. Especially because, like, we already had the Maxwell episode. Yeah. Which does a lot of similar things to this. Uh, um, pretty much the exact same thing. And Lucy and Connie are both pretty good in that episode. Borderline great on Lucy's part, and Connie's solid enough. Yeah. And then we have this episode where Connie is horrible. The worst. And Basically, her whole yeah. thing is like, how can he come back here? Like, how dare you show your face after everything you've done? And, and Wit, Wit's kind of response is like, well, I mean, he's been very good about covering his tracks. We really have no actual dirt on him specifically. Right. right. I mean, the other thing Connie does here is she... It fills all the listeners in on everything. Yeah, the yeah, like he burned done. down Tom's barn, and yeah, and he blew up Wits End. Yeah, he blew up the imagination station. Not to mention the stuff in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, it's a good recap. Um, expositional dialogue. Wits like, yeah, you, yeah, you can't prove anything. Yeah, you, um, I mean, we can't really. I mean, we don't really have any concrete proof. Which, okay, Wit, if you wanted to. Literally, we've covered, like, three episodes where Witt's just like, I need concrete proof. And then he just gets it. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's we don't have it. I'm going to go get it. And then he does. That's true. It, Maybe Witt's the actual villain because he could have brought down Blackard but chose not to. Oh, hot take. Hot take. <laughs> the dumbest of hot takes. Nah. Um, so, so, yeah, then Jack shows up. Mm-hmm. He's trying to direct a play in the little theater, and he's mad about it. Yeah, because the kids don't know their lines or something. And he just wishes that he could act with professionals. Yeah. Which, is Jack, like, a really good actor? I'm under the impression he's not. No. No. Yeah. I mean, he's a high schooler. Yeah. He is... Yeah, he can drive at this point. Yeah. Because um, he's a pizza delivery guy. Because he's a pizza delivery guy. How old is Lucy? Middle school, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They get married. Um, Wait, in real life or on the show? Both. Oh, I forgot about that. Wow. Wait, when do they get married on the show? Uh, album 50. What? Spoilers. So she he's like four years older than her at least. Yeah, which isn't that crazy. No. Considering by album 50, they're like both like in their out 20s. of college. Like it's... Yeah. Yeah, 24, 28 situation here. Right. Yeah, um, something like that. 22, 26, maybe. And, you know, Lucy's always been mature for her age. She has. She <laughs> is currently uh, interning at a newspaper, despite being in middle school. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's a small town. It's all about who you know. It's all about yeah. connections. Hey, I mean, maybe, maybe she's a freshman at this point. Who knows? Well, and, and you know, maybe she gets some editorial swing and, like, it's... it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Dale, Dale Jacobs is a nice guy. He's a sweet. Um, we like him. Yeah, we do. Uh, he's pretty good in this episode. Yeah. Um, so uh, then that's when Shakespeare and Edwin show up. Yeah, and Shakespeare does his whole like fanfare of announcing. Yeah, Edwin's arrival. Um, and doesn't he clap? Probably. Which I love. I think it's uh. I like, just, you know, I imagine him, like, blah, blah, blah. literally rolling out a red carpet. Yeah, and, like, having, like, one of those, like, long, skinny trumpet things. Yes. Yeah. Shakespeare? Um, and he's, and then he calls, yeah, this is when, uh, uh, I, I have him in my notice, Blackard, and I'm so sorry. Aww. This is when Edwin, uh, 
refers to Shakespeare as his companion, and that's where I was like, hmm, maybe. I, I wonder. Um, so, so, yeah, he's trying to hire people for his upcoming plays. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he wants to hang up a poster, right? Yeah, 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 and which explains that he doesn't allow advertisements. Which coming across skeptically. Hold but- up, advertisements. Does he say advertisements? Both of them do. Oh. And needed to mention that because hearing Wit say advertisements was very uncomfortable. I assume it can be pronounced both ways, but... Oh, I'm sure it can, but... You'll like it. (laughs) It'd feel icky saying it. Yeah. Um, so what were you saying? He's hanging up the poster because he's doing like a free event in the park, right? He's well, so Hamlet yeah, he, he's doing, he's doing auditions mm-hmm. and then he's going to do a performance at the park. Yeah. Um, for free. And so, so he's, Jack's pretty excited about this whole thing. Wit's yeah. playing skeptical, but nice. Yeah. Um, and then Connie shows up. Mm-hmm. And Connie is the worst. Connie walks down the stairs, shows up, sees Blackard there, and just yells repeatedly at him while Wit pretend like tries to calm her down and Connie completely ignores her. And it is so terrible. It's like, yeah. how could you show your face here? All this stuff, like yep. basically just verbally assaulting him, and then she leaves. And then, um, Wit and then, kind of responds, and he's like, Connie, yeah. like, there was a bunch of ways that you could have handled that, and that was the exact wrong way. Yeah. I don't he, know what the exact quote is. Yeah, yeah he, he... I don't know if do you basically, have it. No, I don't. But he tells her off for, like, not being civil. Yeah, he was like, that was, like, incredibly uncool. Which, it was very interesting, because, yeah. like, that's a pretty harsh reprimand for Wit. It was. Like, to, for him to be like, yep, you are a dummy. <laughs> Yes. You did a dumb thing, you dummy. Yep. Um, Because, like, yeah, basically the the whole arch of this episode is, like, arch, arc of this episode is, uh, like, you know, Edwin's in town, everybody thinks that he's blackguard, and Wit is willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because... No one else is. And nobody else is. Because Wit's a good person. Yeah, and and Wit's a good person. And Jack... Is only willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because one, he wasn't directly hurt, and two, he wants to be an actor. Jack doesn't even seem to like know who Regis. No, he's just there, which which makes me wonder why the heck any like his character even matters in this episode. They're clearly, I mean, they just wanted some like they seem to introduce this whole acting thing with him to try and like give them a link, and I kind of think it gets built off of in the future. I'm but. not entirely sure myself. And and maybe they use Jack to kind of expose... Because the whole thing with, with, you know, Edwin is that Odyssey is, like, this small town. It's fairly uncultured. And he's, like, you know, lived in Europe and traveled... And is, like, you know, super posh and smart and talented. And he wants to bring the arts and the culture to small town, you yeah. know, Odyssey. You know, as everyone does. It's the hub of the world. Yeah, exactly. It's the center of the universe. <laughs> Uh, all, all existing in unknown universes. Yeah. So, so we then go, 
mm-hmm. to after this horrible scene with Connie, we go to uh, Dale Jacobs, mm-hmm. um, who is talking with Lucy about like he's like, look, like you turned it in an incomplete article, but like I get it. Mm-hmm. Stuff with Blackard was traumatic for you, and uh, it's like it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go over there and I'll do it. Like I'll talk to I'll talk to Blackard, um, Edwin, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then Lucy, uh, just starts talking over him mm-hmm. and kind of makes her mind up that she's going to go to, um, to do it as well. Kind of face her fears and he's Be professional, right? Whereas Dale's being very much like, Hey, like, you don't need to do this. Like we're, it's okay. Like we'll cover it. Like I, I get it that you've been through a lot. I don't want to like open those wounds. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. and lucy just talks right over him um which was really unfortunate having back-to-back scenes wherein a woman just talks mm-hmm. and kind of goes on a rant and there is a guy trying to talk to her and like unable to it's mm-hmm. just like an unfortunate trope that is used in back-to-back scenes yeah and it's i think it's used a lot in odyssey I mean, it makes sense in an audio show. You want to get people's thoughts out loud. Yeah. You want to show them making a decision internally, but you have to do it externally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I understand why it's used. It just doesn't look good here. Yeah, it it's... Well, and especially because she's... When she does go there, um, she kind of has this, like, very jaded approach to it where it's like i'm just here to do my job i don't actually like you i'm not gonna pretend i like you right you know i don't need to be civil drugging me i'm just going to yeah oh my gosh i forgot about that Uh um like i'm just i'm just here to you know punch in and punch out basically and everything else is kind of screw you you're a bad person um we then yeah then jump to Blackard and Shakespeare, not Blackard, Edwin and Shakespeare. I'm yeah, sorry. you're fine. Um, and they're kind of recapping how poorly everything's been going. Yeah. Um, how Tom tore up the poster. tore up the poster right in front of him, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, and in character for Tom. <laughs> yeah, and Edwin's especially at this point, and Edwin's starting to come to like this realization of like ah i think what's i think i know what's going on but also i can't say it so that it can be a reveal in a minute yeah Um, oh my gosh i hated that part of this episode where it's just like just it doesn't it's not helping anything right well and the fact that he only ever refers to himself as re blackard and everyone else only refers to him as blackard or dr blackard anyone had said edwin or doctor only happens in the next yeah with lucy but in front of him if anybody had said edwin or regis it all would have been cleared up immediately but we have to have a sitcom plot in which like it keeps not being addressed and then things come to a head but it's done in a way that is really inelegant and it bothers me um as a counseling major i say address your feelings they don't go away without you acknowledging them and validating them thank you for listening and that's what this podcast is about (laughs) acknowledging my feelings about this show um and so but but they go they go then and and shakespeare's got this whole or 
Edwin's got this whole thing where he's like ranting about like him like kind of putting the pieces together, but he won't actually say it. He's like, <gasps> I think it might be the unspeakable Shakespeare. And Shakespeare's got this great line of all. He's like, well, if you don't speak the unspeakable, sir, then I won't know what you're what you're not speaking in regards to. Yeah, um, which is he just calls him out on his nonsense. Yeah, but they also it's a weird thing. I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand why Shakespeare's always calling edwin sir yeah it's bizarre their uh, whole dynamic is weird like maybe they've got some sort of dom sub thing going yeah, on yeah that's what i was gonna like... say i mean it's a kink for sure <laughs> this is definitely some deep role play oh man um well and there's also the other thing that i love about the scene is like he gets back and he's uh and edwin's so distraught he's like, shakespeare make me a lemonade yes and there's like the ice clinking around yep. in the glass and i'm like they're just drinking lemonade because they can't actually drink an Odyssey. Right. No, it's... lemonade is like their thing. Yeah. No, I. Uh, yeah. We. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And I don't know that. what's in that lemonade. Could be anything. Is this like if he's making him a lemonade? I'm presuming this is like like crystal light mix. Like this is a powdered mix. Yeah. Uh, which is such Maybe a it's shame. Just lemonade mix in vodka. Could be. Could be this. Mm. He's l- lubricating. It himself. wasn't drugged, but it was spiked. spiked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go that's how he did it <laughs> so uh then lucy shows up uh we get uh mrs minion on the phone yeah um saying uh that the uh that uh lucy schultz is here to see you yeah. um noted notably not lucy cunningham schultz. schultz just, just lucy, lucy schultz. schultz um jinx you owe me a soda or a lemonade you copied me what? Um, we said the same thing at the same time <laughs> Yeah, That's but, how Jinx works. But I was already saying the sentence, and you just talked over top of it. Callback. It wasn't... <laughs> Not really a callback. This is dumb. This You're is dumb. dumb. Continue. Um... Anyways, that that that's a there's a I'll maybe link in the in the show notes to a write up on the AO wiki about the whole Schultz Cunningham Schultz Cunningham thing. Um, but what? Yeah. Is that a thing where, like... Her last name is really unclear. Because in previous... The only reason I even brought it up here is she's referred to as the Cunningham girl mm-hmm. in our previous Blackbeard episode, I believe mm-hmm. in one of the battle episodes when mm-hmm. she's in the hospital. Yeah. Um, Whereas now they're calling her Lucy Schultz. Yeah. And it is... Maybe her parents got divorced... And then got back together. There's because a hyphenated situation makes me think of like y- yeah. didn't take their last name Cunningham Schultz. There, there's a thing. I don't know. the The show kind of addresses it at certain points, but also tries to sweep it under the rug. It's just a goof. Um, but if you write on the show, it's a tweet at goof. us. No, I mean they have gone way out and about out and about to address it. There's oh, like really? a chapter in this book about it. Okay. Um, there's just not a good answer. Dang. That's deeply unfortunate. So. Um, yeah, so, so she's... I think they just literally forgot they gave her a last name the one time. (laughs) Of course. And then they've just been working back from that. Yeah. That's some Game of Thrones stuff right there. That's a joke for only Brendan. (laughs) Um, they... So basically... 
I mean, Edwin doesn't want to meet with Lucy because she obviously ran out and he's like, I'm done. I've had a terrible day. Let me just drink my spiked lemonade in peace. And, uh, and then Shakespeare's like, well, you know, now is a great time to clear up whatever misconception there is about you with the press. We can have a good thing, use it as kind of a springboard for everything that we're doing here. You know, we should do that. And then... Edwin's like, oh, well, that's a good idea. And, and he has the, the quote that I, I like because it hits a little little close to home for me. And it says, uh, you do have your moments. They're decades apart, but you do have your moments. <laughs> and uh, just hit a home for my life a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and that's when um, Lucy kind of comes in. They have their interview. Lucy's super jaded and like kind of like I'm just here as a reporter. I'm going to be a professional and whatever. Yeah, this he offers her a lemonade yeah. and he offers him uh, his lemonade and Shakespeare's like, no, I'll just make her one. And then she's like, is it spiked? And he's like, no. Is it drugged? Oh yeah, yeah. Is it drugged? Spiked was our joke. Yeah. Um, and then so Edwin finally just kind of like, all right, all right. I think I know what's going on here. So let me explain it all now because I couldn't do it before now. Um, even though I figured this out a month ago. And I definitely um, could have. Uh, so he, his R, oh, she calls him Dr. Blacker. And yeah. he's like, oh, well, I think you've got me mistaken for my brother. I'm Ronald Edwin Blackard. I yeah. go by Edwin so as not to be confused with Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Uh, Edwin is my, or Regis is my twin brother. Yep. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. Basically, Bad Blackard is Good Blackard's twin brother. Yep. And they had... So the whole the whole situation here is that Adventures in Odyssey, the writing team, wanted to bring in um, Earl Bowen again. Mm-hmm. They really liked him, and they were like, well, like we're going to bring back Blackard at some point. Now's not the time, and we want to give, you know, kind of bring Bowen into this world and make him, you know, one of our you know, more standard players. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so they, uh, they instead, uh, do the evil twin thing. <laughs> yeah. Except it's a good twin. Yeah. Um, he's a, you know, by their account in the book, which was nice to have that confirmation, but he is a purposefully bad actor. Mm-hmm. Um, they refer to him as a hammy and harmless thespian, um, <laughs> which I like a lot. Um, Harmless Thespian, new band name, I call it. <laughs> All right. And I'll be Hammy Thespian. <laughs> um, he, he's there. Uh, Edwin and Shakespeare are loosely based off of um, Edmund Blackadder and his servant Baldrick from a British sitcom called Blackadder that ran for from 83 to 2000. Oh, so. Wow. And. Uh, uh, Paul McCusker's summary of the character when he was pitching it to Earl Bowen is uh, Edwin thinks he's the world's greatest actor, but he's probably the world's worst. Yeah. Yeah, that, that checks out. Well, there there is the kind of like, I mean, everybody knows a guy that's like Edwin where like they think that they're really, really great and because they've done like some kind of things. Right. Like, like the people that like, oh yeah, I played professional sports, but it was like, in Europe, in a 
you know, nothing country and like a minor league. And I also worked at a pizza shop. Like, yeah, okay. You did play professional soccer. Great. Good for you. But also. Yeah. Or like that person was like once one time a guest on a decent podcast, but otherwise just is on their own show talking about adventures and odyssey every week exactly like one time i mean two times though because like you were on the andrew sable podcast so (laughs) hey i wasn't gonna name names (laughs) Um, that's the entire premise of this show is that we name names is it well sometimes (laughs) name actors for sure so so yeah lucy leaves um Goes back to which yeah. end, fills in Connie and Wit on what's going on. Wit believes him. Connie's a jerk. Yep, exactly. Jack's Wit. like, I don't care. I just want to be an actor. <laughs> yep. And Connie, Connie's at a point then where she's like, Hey, look, even if he is, um, Regis's bl- brother. Like, even if he is a brother, he's a brother to a bad person. And Wit's like, whoa, don't go down that road. Yeah, he's like, uh, we're going to have a serious conversation <laughs> if you're yeah. about to say that, you know, like, we shouldn't trust him because he's his brother. We have to yep. judge. Uh, we have to take people on the merits, on their own merits and actions. Yep. I'm like, wow, Wit, that's awfully uh, accepting. Where was this in Novacom? That would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. Nope. No. Well, no. This is a really good Wit episode. It is. This is like, yeah, one of the better ones. Um, yep. And he's a good one this time. Yeah. So then it then it goes to um, basically Edwin and Shakespeare's event in the park. Uh, Jack shows up right before it starts in his pizza costume because he he's a delivery for Mister. No, it's his uni- uniform, uniform, buddy. It's his uh, but he has a hat, which presumably is a pizza pie. In my head, it's a pizza pie. It's probably just a baseball cap. Yeah, but there's definitely. I'm just a picturing pizza Jack as the dude from Home Alone who crashes oh. his pizza car into the the statue every time. I was thinking of uh, Tobey Maguire and Spider Man being like pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. But uh, but yeah, that's the. Uh... What an odd job to be such a trope in cinema. Pizza delivery. Someone's got to do it, and it's I, always teenagers who yeah. just got their licenses. Yeah, that is true. That is also true. Or, like, concerningly old people where you're like, buddy. In movies, though? No, no, in real life. <laughs> We're talking about movie tropes, Andrew. That's true. Um, so, yeah, we find out Jack was the only one who auditioned, mm-hmm. um, and uh, <laughs> Edwin's got, like, this very Shakespearean outfit on, that, and... Um, and uh, Shakespeare says, if Hamlet were alive today, he'd die at the sight of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's real good. I, like I said, I love the, the, um, Edwin Shakespeare dynamic. It's super, I don't know, it's just really funny. We, we even went past the whole, like, Shakespeare the door. <laughs> yeah, it, it does get exhausting, though. I mean, it's like the don't call me pop thing. Yes. Shakespeare just bossing. Or Edwin uh, just bossing Shakespeare around is really weird. It's also crazy that they don't establish what his first name is in this episode. Do they ever? Yeah, it's okay. Walter. Oh. Um, but they do not nope. in this one. So it's just a weird thing where he's got a sidekick who's named after the playwright. Yeah. Who he's, like, gonna be, like, who's his idol. Like, yeah. it's, it's weird. Um, 
Is Shakespeare a nickname or is that his last name? It's his last name. I guess so. It can happen. I I guess. guess. Um, Um, Yeah. So, so, uh, Wit's the only one who shows up to the show. Yeah. Then he leaves. We cut away before any real acting can happen. Yep. Um, And then we, uh, we go to Wit's End. Uh, where Connie and Wit are talking. Connie's like, ah, I hope you're not mad at me for not going to that thing today. And Wit's like, well, I'd have to be mad at the whole town as well. So no, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Love that line. Such a good dad figure. Oh, so good. Um, so Connie leaves and then, uh, banging on the door is Edwin Blackard. Yeah. And he's like, look, I need your advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wit's like, well, nothing I can really do here. Yeah. It's so odd. Yeah, it's basically like, like I need help, and Wit's like, this is when you'd expect Wit to be like, this is exactly what you do, and then it works, and then it's great, and Wit's like, I don't really yeah. know. Yeah, no, you've mm-hmm. gotta, you've gotta earn the trust of the town somehow, but I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I, this is where I was like, because I do not have memory of this episode, really, and I was like, alright, so... He's going to get Blackard to do something at the little theater, work with the kids, kind of earn everybody's trust that way because we've yeah. got influence over the Using town. that leverage. So, like, he should, like, he's going to kind of risk himself mm-hmm. to try and, you know, get Blackard his name back. And uh, Nope. No. He's just like, no, uh, I don't know what you're going to do, but uh, I want to be friends with you. Yep. And that's when we get the line, like, I've always longed to shake hands with a blackguard. I've always longed to shake the hand of a blackguard in friendship. Which I was like, no. That's such a weird line. Yeah, it is very weird. <laughs> I've always longed to shake the hand of a blackguard in, in friendship. friendship. It was like, you shake it in anger? <laughs> also, like, you and blackguard kind of started off on half good terms. Yeah, you were like, you invited chummy. him over for uh drinks at at, at uh the, your house oh he, that's right he did do that uh-huh yeah so i don't know i don't know why definitely uh, lemonade right um so it's funny actually as as a writer into the show pointed out it was probably just a milkshake at wit's end yeah um but whatever um, <laughs> <laughs> that's in the past um so yeah it's just it's so odd. Mm-hmm. Did like I, it just feels forced. It feels anti. It feels like this isn't something that Wade actually feels. It's just a moment they wanted the show to have. Yeah, but well, because it's like it's already established that Wit and him are friends. Right. Like it already. It's that's it, already established. Whereas like, and this is just them kind of beating that home really to no avail. Yes. And then the next scene is Wit and Connie, and then Wit being like, "Here, uh." Rageous Blackard was in <laughs> Venice, and Edwin Blackard is here, and he can't be in two places at once because he did something for like you. You want? I've got it all. The notes you, okay, for this. go for it. So Wit, uh, after getting home that night, uh, opened up his mail to see a copy of the International Computer Newsletter. Of course, um, and there was an article on page seven mm-hmm. where uh, Blackard was in Vienna. Mm-hmm. The day prior. I thought it was Venice. Vienna. That makes more sense. Um, and announced a project to consolidate computer languages. 
that's not real. Is that a thing? Are there multiple? I mean, there's code. There's different coding yeah, language. That's exactly what he's talking about. And okay. there are a boatload of okay computer languages. So, uh, yeah, it's I don't I don't understand who Regis Blackard is in the world. Yeah, exactly. One, how, what? It, this guy isn't just like the head of like the criminal underbelly. He clearly has some like scientific, you know, actual real world power. He is has his doctorate in child psychology. Yeah. Maybe he has more than one doctorate. And he used that to open a business in Odyssey, Mm -hmm. then go to Chicago and try to steal a government computer to profit. Yeah. And is now in Vienna on some sort of international committee that is working with computer languages. Well, here's the thing. He's Wit's foil. So, like... All the ways that Wit does not make any sense as far as what he does in the world, Blackguard's just the same. Yeah. But bad. You're absolutely right. Dang it. Guys, Andrew's right. I have my moments. They're decades apart, but I have my moments. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, Connie gets schooled by facts. Yep. And then Wit hangs the article in the front window. Okay. That's what doesn't... I'm confused as to why he hangs that article in the window. So that everyone who comes by will see proof that Edwin is not Regis? Yeah, but it would have to be next to an article of, like, same day. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, where it's like, otherwise it's just like, this bad person did a thing. And he did it then. They would have to put the two together. Like, like, You're right. He's just Which just now has a thing in his, in his window that's like Regis Blackard does a good thing. And yeah. that's what people are seeing. Well, my, my thought was, is he hanging the article or is he hanging the poster? No, he's hanging the article. Yeah. I was really hoping it was hanging the poster because that makes sense. Pretty nope. sure. Hanging the poster that Edwin put up? No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's hanging up the article. But (laughs) it's just, it's this thing, again, that I really hate in this world. Which is, in addition to, like, they figured all of this stuff out. Mm -hmm. And, like, had conversations and, like... Wit knows that he's a good guy, and but Wit doesn't have to work to win other people over. Instead, there's just empirical truth placed in front of it, and so you don't have to have faith. You can just look at this thing that proves it. Mm-hmm. And it's really emblematic of a lot of things in Odyssey, mm-hmm. and it's really frustrating to me. I mean, it's kind of the conceit of like all of the Truth Chronicles stuff as well, mm-hmm. and it's just this thing of like, yeah, but like... What about faith, people? Yeah. What about, like, believing that he is the person he says he is and trusting him because that's what the 
like because that's what you're experiencing as a person rather than somebody else saying well look here's the fact of the situation yeah he he is who he says he is because like we have proof and until that point you're fine to not believe in him and trust him like wit wit says that whole thing to him where he's like look like it's not your fault edwin but you do not have the trust of the people of this town and i don't know how you're gonna get it yeah. And then it's like, oh, you get the trust by having this weird independent confirmation that he is, in fact, the person who he says he is. And now there's, like, proof. And so, like, we can't dislike him anymore because there's proof that he is who he says he was. Well, and then the thing is that, like, I think that what it does is it shifts the blame from the townspeople for being blindly mistrusting to Edwin for, like, being like, I've got to earn their trust. Like, no, I never lost their trust. They just don't know who I actually am. And I did my thing to make sure they know who I actually am. It's in the newspaper. Like, yeah. It, they're, they are just as, res- like, everybody is just as responsible to be like Wit as Wit is. It's weirdly, it is, I don't know, it weirdly does the thing that Wit calls Connie on earlier. It weirdly, like, justifies it. Yeah. Where Wit's like, look, like, you can't just not trust him because, Mm. you know, he's got a brother who's done some bad stuff. Yeah. And then Wit tells Blackard, hey, or tells Edwin, hey, nobody's going to trust you because you've got a brother who does bad stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, wait, here's proof that, like, he's not his brother. Um, But it, yeah, I just, I hate this thing of, like, well, we can't, we can't. We like, can't have every, a heart change without it being backed by fact. Right. And that's, like. And everyone is totally. Like, it's kind of okay that they don't believe him because the fact isn't there. Yeah, and that's like, and that's the thing where it's like it's so anti the spirit of Christ, and and Wit does an excellent job of being somebody that has interacted with Blackard a lot, been hurt directly by him, and still is like, well, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, right. I'll still be a good person here, and like he just kind of like all the townspeople aren't held to the same standard yeah. and they're yeah. just allowed to not. And probably there wasn't this much thought put into it. No, it was probably they want a sitcom wrap up. Right. We like, want ding! a wrap up where World like credits. the people listening to the show cannot have a suspicion going forward that Edwin is Regis yeah. and they can't in every scene be thinking is Edwin Regis. So like we need to prove it to them that he is not, and this is how we're going to do it. But it just, unfortunately, works against the episode thematically. Yeah, and, and against the me. characters and everything. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's, and that's where the episode ends. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's all I have to say about it. Do you have any other closing thoughts? No, I I don't. Um, That's, that's all. Folks, yeah. do we have um, any iTunes reviews or anything like that? Um, I will check. I I think not, but uh, but maybe something has uh, maybe something's come through recently, or perhaps an email. No, no emails. I do know about those, like when they happen. Now we don't have a no a new review. If someone would like to go uh to go leave one, that would be cool. I'd appreciate it. Um, 
And uh, and otherwise, good or bad, it will be read on air. That is true. Unless you're mine. Mine didn't get read on air. Right. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, but otherwise. Uh, I've got nothing to plug. Are you plugging anything? No. Cause wait, did we, did I plug the episode with Carter? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back next week to talk about an episode that I haven't looked up for. So stall for me, Andrew. Um, Wash your hands for 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. That's, Cover your mouth that's when you big, cough. If you're big. sick, stay Don't cover home. it with your hand. No. Cover it with your elbow. Uh, stay inside and listen to podcasts. Odyssey is great for a quarantine. Yeah. Oh, actually, that that's my plug. Um, the uh, AIO Club mm-hmm. is currently doing a four-week free promotion with no credit card required. Oh, dang. Um, to help people get through uh this fun viral time so uh go go if you want to listen to it uh it's literally never been there's never been a better opportunity to listen to it than now yeah go for it and then listen to all of our episodes all the time yep and we will be back next week with episode 286 tom for mayor part one bye guys bye Wanfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Double Trouble was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. <laughs>